All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the podcast is back. Uh, a few days off there for some family stuff. Uh, first episode since last Wednesday when the Yankees were in the middle of that four-game series against the Blue Jays. So the first podcast since the disastrous weekend in Baltimore, which that's exactly what it was, a disastrous weekend. And I was going to wait until after Tuesday's game to talk Yankees-Tigers, um, see how the team rebounded off that disastrous weekend and the day off, but I just I couldn't get over what went on this weekend. I, I really couldn't. And it's so frustrating to have spent the offseason writing and talking about this endlessly on KeepToTheCity.com about this being what could happen by bringing back nearly the same roster, by bringing back the same manager, by bringing back the same culture of this team. The lack of urgency, really no urgency. Everyone's comfortable with losing. There's always tomorrow. That's just what this team has been for a few years now, and we're already seeing it here. And to hear some fans and and Aaron Boone even talk about it's the first week, Uh, we'll be fine, they'll turn it around. Why should anyone believe that? He said the same fucking things last year. He has the same three-ish responses to any question about why his offense fucking sucks. And I get it. I get that he's not going to go out there and say, this guy sucked, this guy blew it with the runner on third and less than two out. He's not going to do that. But to go out there and just lie and lie and lie and act like everything's going to be all right when you said the same thing last year and nothing ended up being all right. You can talk about how you have to get it rolling, how you have to turn the page, how you'll be fine, how come back to come back and ask me later. Well, it is later. And this isn't 10 games. <laughs> this isn't a 10-game sample size. This is hundreds of games. If you want to just start with 2021, it's been 173 games of this. But you'd really have to go back to 2020 and at times 2019 to to talk about this team because that's it's the same team. It's the same fucking team. It's not like this is a completely new roster and every person on the Yankees is a new Yankee this year. No. Josh Donaldson's a new Yankee. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is a new Yankee. And the other seven guys who regularly play were all fucking here before. So it's not a 10-game sample size. It's not early. And, and Boone said he was asked on uh, Friday... You know, after the game where they fucking lost in 11 innings and couldn't get an automatic runner in uh, twice about this. And he, and he made a comment that it, that's fair to say for 2021, but don't say that yet for 2022. We're still in 2021, basically. This is the same fucking team that's failing in the same fucking ways. They leave everyone on base. Bases loaded one out, you know they're not fucking getting a run in. You know there's an ending-ending double play coming. Runner on third, less than two outs, you know that runner's not getting in. You know the bottom of the order's never going to get the job done. You know the streakiness of the middle of the order, the home run power there, the streakiness. Yeah, there'll be a week where Judge and Gallo and Stanton go off at Yankee Stadium and and they have a couple blowout wins, but then there'll be three weeks where they don't. This team is the same team. 
we're watching the same fucking season. We're watching an offense that's miserable, painful, unbearable to watch. Brian Cashman called the Yankees unwatchable at his end of the season press conference. <laughs> he brought back the same fucking team plus Josh Donaldson. I'm not even going to say plus Isaiah Kiner Falefa because he's he's so fucking bad he's not even worth talking about. And this team is the same offense. And they've got the same problems. They've got the problem with the manager. They've got the problem with their closer throwing strikes. They've got the problem scoring runners. They've got a problem scoring runs, period, not just getting guys in in scoring position. They're ace. Can't beat the fucking Red Sox. Can't beat the Blue Jays. Maybe he'll fucking beat the Tigers because they're they're not a direct competitor to the AL East title. So he'll probably pitch well on Tuesday. Or maybe not. Who, who the fuck knows what you're going to get with him? The bullpen's great, yeah. The bullpen's great. They better be fucking great because they're being asked to pitch six innings every single fucking night. Which is just the same old shit here. Last year, Chad Green was so burned out by the end of April. Within the first 11 days of the season, he'd pitch multiple innings, I think, like five times. Another two times after that at the end of April. And then come the summer, every time he came in the eighth inning, he was giving up a game-tying or go-ahead home run. And everyone's saying, oh, Chad Green sucks this. But Chad Green doesn't suck. Aaron Boone's management of Chad Green sucked. And that's why he was ineffective come later in the season. We're seeing that with Jonathan Loisega right now. Probably the best relief pitcher in the American League last year. The guy's already pitched in six games. <laughs> He's pitched in six games. And on Sunday, when it was clear that Loisega needed a rest, Boone let him stay out there. And when he couldn't get him out, and when he let Robinson Chirinos work a 10-pitch walk off him, he let him stay out there some more to face a lefty in Rugnet of Door, because of course it's got to be him, when he had a lefty in Lucas Glick, he warmed up. And then after the game, Boone talks about how Chirinos, the one thing he does really well is control the zone. He thinks everyone controls the zone. If I were to play for the Yankees on Tuesday night in Detroit, Boone, after the game, would talk about how well I control the zone. As if I belong playing in a major league game. That's how fucking dumb he is. Robinson Trinos is 38 years old. Last year, the only thing he got offered was a minor league deal to come to spring training with the Yankees. Ended up breaking his wrist in spring training. Never became a Yankee. Ended up in the majors later that season. And now he's on the Orioles. Which, when you have Robinson Trinos and Rugner Odora on the same team, you just know the state of that club. So he worked a 10-pitch walking, and Boone praised him. Didn't think for a second to think, wow, maybe maybe Loiza gets tired. Maybe because he's above 20 pitches, I've used him six times in 10 days, all in high-leverage situations. Maybe he needs a fucking rest. But no, he lets him face Odor. And of course Odor got the big hit. Uh, it was so predictable. A guy who couldn't have been a worse fucking Yankee, who should have never been a Yankee, just continuing the trend of ex-Yankees coming back to fuck them. And I hated Odor as a Yankee, not because I hate him as a person or a player or anything like that. I mean, he's just a garbage, trash player. He's not any good. But because of everything he represents, or represented last year, rather. He, he represented the Yankees not preparing for the season well enough to have a bench, to have any left-handed presence, on opening day, their left-handed hitters were Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner. They had Jay Bruce on the bench and Mike Ford coming up. 
And so they went and they traded an actual person for Rugnet Odor, who they got. The trade tree for that goes back to Sonny Gray. So they flipped Sonny Gray for nothing. He goes into Cincinnati and is great. They used that piece to flip again, get the new piece, flip him for Odor. The Rangers had released Rugnet Odor. They paid him $27 million to go away, even though they knew they were going to be bad. And they lost, uh, what, 106 games. They knew they were going to have an awful season. And rather just than just get any return on that investment, they were like, just get the fuck off the team. So they sent him to the Yankees, happily played him all the time, rostered him, played him all season, got two at-bats in the wildcard game because he didn't cost them anything. They pay him, what, the league minimum? The only thing Hal Steinbrenner likes more than paying the league minimum to players on his roster is passing on superstar free agent position players. So Odor got to be a Yankee, a terrible one at that. And then he's going, he's on the Orioles now, just fucking over the Yankees. A predictable outcome in that situation. You knew between Boone's not recognizing Loisaga's tired, between him having the lefty ready and not going to the lefty, to Odor, of, of all people being the pitch hitter, you knew how it was going to end. And it ended with the Yankees losing 5 nothing. And they lose 2 out of 3 to the Orioles, who are destined for another triple-digit loss season. And I've said this many times already, that the AL East, if the Yankees even have a prayer at winning the division, is going to come down to who plays the best against the Orioles, because the Yankees will beat up on the Red Sox. The Red Sox will beat up on the Yankees. The Yankees will beat up on the Blue Jays. Blue Jays will beat up on the Yankees. The Yankees will beat up on the Rays. Rays will beat up on the Yankees. And all four of these teams will beat up on each other. The difference will be... Who beats up on the Orioles the best? And the Rays already played them the opening weekend of the se- of the season and fucking swept them. And the Yankees go there and they lose two out of three. So they're already two games back on the Rays in, in games against the Orioles, which will decide this division. No, no team in the division is like so far and away better that they're just going to run away and hide with it. It's going to be close. And the difference will be who beats up on the Orioles. And we saw Boston beat the shit out of them last year. Tampa Bay beat the shit out of them. Yankees didn't. And it forced them in the one-game playoff, forced it on the road, and they lost. Now, there is no one-game playoff this year. There's the two teams get a bye to the ALDS, and the other four play best of threes at the higher seeds stadium. The Yankees don't give a shit if they are the ALDS bye team if they're hosting the best of three, if they're on the road in the best of three, all they care about is getting in the playoffs. They've proven that time and time again, and it has not worked out well for them. Going on 13 years without a World Series appearance, 13 years without a championship, and it's to be expected. I'm not surprised that this team sucks <laughs> because they sucked last year. And yes, sucks. In the grand scheme of things, though, they don't suck. In the they're not the fucking Diamondbacks, okay? But for for who they are, the New York Yankees, with their payroll, with what they represent, with their expectations, they suck. Ninety-two wins last year sucked. It took a miracle for them to get there. They didn't make the playoffs to the last pitch of Game One Sixty Two of the regular season. They were supposed to. They were the odds-on favorite to to win the American League. They finished. Fifth in the American League and third in their own division. This year, the day before opening day, they were tied with the Blue Jays at nine to one to win the American League, or to win the World Series rather. Both favorites to win the American League. 
co-favorites. <laughs> Anyone think this team's going to win the fucking American League right now? And when you watch this team on a daily basis, you have, no, I mean, you, it's not like you have no idea what you're getting. You have a good idea. You're not going to get much offense. You're going to get great pitching. You're going to get stellar bullpen performance. And you're going to get questionable managerial decisions. That's what you're going to get every single game. And you know what else you're going to get is a different fucking lineup. Because the Yankees have played 10 games. They've had 10 different lineups. That's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. You look at these other teams, they always have the same guys in the same fucking spot. And it should take a long time for someone to be moved out of that spot if that was the belief you had. But the Yankees, the reason they have so many lineups is because everybody needs a day off. You just go through the lineup. Every every nine days, you know, you get back in. So, like, LeMahieu doesn't play, then he'll play for eight days, then he'll be off again. Torres won't play, he'll play for eight days, he'll be off again. Because the Yankees think they have too many players for not enough spots. They don't, they don't have enough good players for the spots that are on the fucking baseball field. But they feel like they have to force guys into the lineup. And, and, and by doing this, they're just making a mockery of everything they've said since last year. Because Glaber Torres was playing fucking shortstop the other day. The Glaber Torres shortstop experience was supposed to be over. Supposed to be done. Finished. That's why they passed on Corey Seager and Carlos Correa and went out and got Isaiah Kiner for left because they wanted defense at shortstop. But there he was the other day booting a fucking ball late in the game against the Orioles. Glaber Torres is awful. He's awful. His, he, he's, he ruined his career. I it. Between the juiced baseball inflating his numbers in 18 and 19 to him showing up out of shape for spring training 2.0 in July of 2020 to what he did last year, to what he's done this year, he's fucking awful. He does not belong in an everyday role in this team. He just doesn't. His defense isn't good enough to keep his bat in the lineup, and his bat isn't fucking even on the same planet to keep his glove in the fucking lineup. He doesn't do anything well, except have a horrific baseball IQ, like his bunt the other day. What the fuck was that? Boots balls at shortstop, not a great second baseman, doesn't hit for power, swings for the fence, swings out of his shoes, he's always going to one knee. He's just not a good player, which is crazy. Because three years ago, you would have said, this guy is the, is the future face of the franchise. He's probably the number three hitter for the next 10 years. Superstar, 22-year-old shortstop for the New York Yankees, hitting bombs, hitting for average, all-Stars first two seasons. Now you watch him, you would never even believe that he accomplished those things. And the Yankees are still holding out hope that he can return to being that player. He's, not, he's never going to be that player again unless the fucking baseball goes back to being the way it was. In a season when Brett Gardner hit 28 home runs and Kettle Marte was like fucking Barry Bonds that year. A guy who hits like 12 home runs at most, popping him out left and right. It's not happening. Glaber Torres is not going back to that guy. He's just a bad player on a team that was supposed to be good that's playing really bad. So now the Yankees go to Detroit, three games against a decent Tigers team. I mean, the Yankees on paper are better, but everyone's better on paper than the Orioles, and they couldn't beat them, so I don't have any expectation for this week. Three games in Detroit, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday's in the afternoon. Then they come back home, play the Guardians, who have been playing surprisingly well here early, and then they get Baltimore again. Next week, at home at Yankee Stadium. 
you would think this is a favorable stretch of the schedule to go Baltimore, Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City. That, that's a stretch where you're supposed to get fat in the standings, pad that win total. Not the Yankees. Can't, can't beat Baltimore. Scored six runs in three games at Camden Yards. Shut out at Camden Yards. Shut out twice in seven days this season. Last Monday against the Blue Jays, Sunday against the Orioles. A couple zeros up there. Yeah, that, that's good. I'm sure they're going to get it rolling. I'm sure they're going to turn the page real soon. They didn't in 2021. They haven't in 2022. Yeah, there's 152 games left. Don't fucking kid yourself. <laughs> this isn't a good offense. They, they, they might look good at times, but overall, it's not a good offense. I know this because I watched it for the last 173 games. 173 times we've seen this offense be overall inadequate. It's a collection of underachievers placed into a comfortable with losing culture, and that is the 2022 New York Yankees at this point. My expectations for this team you know, all offseason were what we're kind of seeing right now. And then you get close to opening day and you start to think about new season, hope, promise of the baseball season. You think, okay, maybe this team will be better. Maybe they will not be a complete failure like they were the year before. But no, they're pretty much a complete failure. <laughs> five and five through the first 10, not good. It's not good. 500 is what this team should be right now because they just play uninspired baseball. Well, they better fucking get inspired because this... <laughs> This stretch right here with Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City is 12 games in 13 days. Better be a fucking lot of wins there. Because after that, it's Toronto five times in a week. The White Sox four times. The White Sox three times again the next weekend. Tampa next month. <laughs> the Yankees better think about winning these fucking games here. They already blew a golden opportunity to get ahead this past weekend. Can't do that again this week. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Tigers on Tuesday night in Detroit. Oh, early start there, 640. I like that. Because I don't need to be watching, you know, holding on to this, my seat, hoping and praying that the offense will score a run or that the bullpen will hold a run-run lead at 1030 at night. I don't I want to be doing that. Let that happen at, at 950. So we'll see what happens here. I, I'm scared of this Detroit team. I am. The Yankees have trouble with teams like this. That so I'm kind of scared of this Detroit team. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I they're, they're not awful. I don't... You know, they're not a postseason team. They're not a contender. But they're a team that will hang around and maybe make a surprise run and, and be there for one of those bottom seeds. And Not that they're going to get it, but they'll be there. I mean, it's hard not to be there. You have to really bottom out to be not in the postseason mix in the second half of the season with six teams in each league getting in. So Detroit, they kind of scare me. Cleveland, they'll scare me. I mean, <laughs> these are bad teams. These are teams that the Yankees should be like minus 320 against each night. Instead, I'm worried that they're going to lose. It's not good. It's not, it's not good at all. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, Tigers, Tuesday night. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening.